a playlist original. Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is Me Too. And my name is BJ. And this week, we're watching Monsters at Work on Disney+. Plus. So stay tuned to find out if Me Too is a master comedian. Yes, we will stay tuned for that. So, Beej, let us know what happened in this first episode. So, Monsters at Work is in the Monsters, Inc. universe created by Pixar. And in this story, we're following Tyler Tuskman, voiced by Ben Feldman, who just graduated top of his class from Monsters University School of Scaring. He's offered a new job, becoming a scarer at Monsters, Inc., but right as they are transitioning away from scaring (laughs) into laughing... So now he is temporarily reassigned to the Monsters, Inc. facilities team, or MIFT, where he's working alongside a bunch of misfit mechanics, including an old friend from school, Val, voiced by Mindy Kaling. He also interacts with classic characters from the movie Sully and Mike, voiced by John Goodman and Billy Crystal. And we're going to see his journey as he finds his new role in the world of Monsters, Inc. now that his original job is no longer a career option and maybe he'll become a jokester. So how did you feel about this first episode as someone who now has been working a job for a few years, lots of office humor in this children's show, which was interesting? My first impressions, and I believe this was very similar for you as well, whoever wrote this show has worked a lot of office jobs. (laughs) (laughs) And was definitely putting their experiences into the show. And that felt very relatable, which is interesting because that's going to hit for adults rather than kids. But you get those awkward moments meeting new co-workers, you get on-the-job training as a new hire, you get to see people being excited about promotions or disappointed about reassignments. And I think that very adult element helped make this show more palatable for someone who is not a big Monsters, Inc. fan. I've seen the movie maybe once a long time ago, and I don't think I am the main target audience, but clearly they've made it so I could probably watch it if I had children with them. What were your first thoughts as a bigger Monster, Inc.'s fan? (laughs) So I do think that I am the target audience for this show because it was so heavy in office humor. There were hijinks, there were people falling and people running into things, and that stuff was funny. But it was, like you said, so funny in those awkward moments where Tyler is meeting the team. And for anyone who has ever started a new career, that very awkward meeting where you're just feigning enthusiasm and they're feigning enthusiasm because you're just having to be as polite and eager as possible starting a new role. And so it just made me laugh so much, those awkward moments. As someone who loved Monsters, Inc. when I was a kid, I feel like this is for people my age and maybe a little bit younger who loved the movies and now get to have a show that mirrors some of their experiences. Oh, so you think this is for the children who watched Monsters, Inc., the movie, and now have grown up and might actually be starting office jobs or have had a couple? Yes. So when Tyler starts his new role, 
There is so much confusion around what it means to now be a jokester instead of a scarer. He sits in this room to do the new hire orientation and the video hasn't yet been transitioned. So it's like a classic scare orientation video and someone just keeps popping up in the corner of the screen, hitting pause and saying, jokester, we want to make the kids laugh. Like it just was so funny and awkward. And it just felt like who among us a few years into our careers have not started a role in a transition point where things are essentially duct taped over because people are working so quickly to move on to the next thing. And we even get more of that awkward transition moment when Tyler meets up with Val and they talk about college and how Val tried a bunch of different (laughs) careers. And then we come to the realization that Tyler's major in scare is not very useful anymore. All this time and money on a degree that he will now not be using. Who among us does not have a degree (laughs) that is worthless, that is either obsolete or you do not apply in your job at all? Shout out to 90% of humanities majors just like me, (laughs) where you just learn how to talk good. And that's pretty much it. Like you said, the person who wrote this or whatever the team is behind writing this, they pulled in the person in the office that annoys them, the person in the office that's (laughs) kind of strange. There was one person in the office that they named Banana Bread and no one knows his name (laughs) or knows what Banana Bread does, but Banana Bread always brings Banana Bread. Who among us has not had a coworker that you're like, I'm not sure what they do, but I guess they're cool and no one has questioned it. For those of you who are that coworker, congratulations. That's a feat. You're on a higher level of existence than all of us. (laughs) But even Mindy Kaling's character joking about not having finished college and ending up in the same place as Tyler is so funny because Mindy Kaling herself went to Dartmouth and achieved high-level education and I'm sure is in the same rooms as people who did not go to an Ivy League university to get to where she is. Probably people who did not go to any university. Exactly. So it's just so funny. And the other part of the show that I loved were the voices, the fact that they were able to get Billy Crystal and John Goodman to come back. Ben Feldman is from Superstore and Mindy Kaling is from The Office. Recruiting voices like Henry Winkler, it just was a delightful thing to listen to, too. That also made me feel like it's for older people because I don't think anyone younger than 20 seven, 26 would even recognize some of these voices. Mm, That's a good point. And speaking of that, as a Monsters, Inc. fan, did you feel like this is a world you wanted to go back to or a world that still has a lot more story to tell? One of the sequels of Monsters, Inc. is a prequel where Mike and Sully are in college and have to do frat hazing. And we learned that that's how they bonded. I felt like that's when they were like, okay, we're just trying to squeeze as much story out of this as possible. So I don't know that I thought that there was more there. But I think this was a really smart take on it. Because the first movie ends and you go, ah, okay, great. Laughs are more effective than scares. But there is room in that story for an office to figure out an awkward transition from hiring a bunch of very scary monsters to scare children to now hiring a bunch of Mike Wazowskis, or at least training the next league of Mike Wazowskis to make kids laugh instead. Now explain to me, is it not creepy for a monster to go into a child's bedroom at night, even to make them laugh? Okay, so that, (laughs) my friends, is what we call a plot hole, because (laughs) 
Even before Tyler Tuskman failed miserably in attempting to make a child laugh, I just don't think that there's a scenario in which that character with the horns on his head and being giant and a furball and all of that could pull out a mic and be like, knock, knock. And I don't know that I would say who's there in that sense. I think I would just try to close my eyes because I would be like, it's a dream. It's a dream. (laughs) Or in the case that we saw in this episode, the kid just started running, which is a smart reaction. Survivor-oriented child. So how did you feel about Ben Feldman and Mindy Kaling being in this? Did you get Superstore or The Office vibes? All the time. I think more Superstore since that's more recent in my memory. Ben Feldman's character on Superstore, Jonah, is actually pretty similar to Tyler Tuskman, this educated college graduate coming into a lower level office job and thinking that he's going to do a good job, thinking he has everything under control and leading to hijinks and chaos, which I think is a good formula for any office type of show. And Ben Feldman doing that again is kind of meta and also just amusing to me that this is now like how he's being typecast. That's true. Even his voice is being typecast as the guy that goes, well, what's going on here? And that's it. That's your whole shtick. I think I can do this, even though I can't. I feel like he plays a jerk on another show. I want to say he did that on Veep. So we know he can do more. I just think that this has been the thing that people are most used to from him. Mm, True. That's what he's been doing recently. And I like Mindy Kaling's voice. So it's always fun to hear her. She's just a fun type of person. And I think Val also is the type of role you would associate with Mindy Kaling. It reminds me of the personality of Mindy in the Mindy Project, if that makes sense. Oh, you know what? He wasn't a jerk on Veep. He was a jerk on Silicon Valley. He actually was also on the Mindy Project. Now I'm just in Ben Feldman's IMDb, excuse me. (laughs) He was a guest on a couple episodes. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I think Mindy Kaling has such a good cartoony, bubbly voice that it works for this. And honestly, any animated movie or show, because she was also wonderful in Inside Out. So here's a question for Val. How long do you think it will take for Tyler to bond with Val? Because right now, he seems quite annoyed with her and the rest of the Miffed team. I would say two episodes max, because I don't know how long this first season will be. Only the first couple episodes are out, but I assume it's not going to be a 22-episode situation. And so I'm just employing math here. I'm thinking maybe (laughs) 20 to 30% of the way through, they're going to team up so that they can help each other become funny. Ooh, that's right. Val would be a good jokester. Wouldn't she? So I bet he'll take the lessons from Mike Wazowski. Maybe she stumbles into a lesson. He realizes she's really good. And so she helps him. They're the next generation of Mike and Sully. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think of Duncan, voiced by Lucas Neff? He is the deputy supervisor who feels threatened by Tyler, this young hotshot showing up out of nowhere. Who among us has not encountered someone who is obsessed with their middle management role. That was so perfectly cast. I love the way he was like, you're some college hotshot. You're here trying to take over my role. I scrapped and built my way all the way up here as though there's not room for everybody. I just loved that. Just a cherry on top of this perfect office comedy and helped me continue to believe that this show 
is for kids, yes, but also very much for me. Yes, it has that, I believe, four-quadrant appeal. It can hit different audiences. Mm-hmm. So, Me Too, before we wrap things up and head into our ratings, where do you see this story going? Do you think there's going to be more than Tyler learning to be a jokester? For sure. I think that the transition will be hard, that there will be maybe some division between Mike and Sully, because Sully is the CEO, and he has those leadership qualities. But Mike is the one who knows how to do the thing. He knows how to make people laugh. And I bet that that will cause inner conflict between the two of them, but also conflict that reverberates throughout the company as they make this awkward transition. I wonder if there's going to be some rebellion of people who want to continue scaring because that's the way of the past. I think it'll get really juicy. I mean, as juicy as a children's show can be. (laughs) These things will be resolved. I don't think that's a heavy spoiler for anyone. I assume there's going to be happy endings all around. I agree. And I like that idea of Mike and Sully having some tension in their new roles based on their expertise. What do you see coming? All I'm really interested in seeing, and I don't know how to phrase this as a prediction, is just the restructuring of Monsters, Inc. Because this main purpose of this whole company is different now. And I'm curious how they will adapt to that and what other roles outside of Scarer are going to have to change. More transitions, more office humdrum. You know us, we love that office bureaucracy. Love, or we just know it well and can laugh about it. (laughs) Best regards, BJ. (laughs) (laughs) Most sincerely, me too. With that said, what would you rate Monsters at Work on Disney Plus? I would watch this again casually. It's a nice half hour show. It's funny and... I'm still surprised how much it resonates with me and how much content is in it for adults and not just kids. How do you feel? Monsters Inc. Hive. This show is very funny. We will all laugh together. Email us at askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts. I look forward to chatting through this very fun Disney Plus cartoon office comedy. Me too. Do you have what it takes to be a jokester? Can you make a child laugh? Can you make me laugh? BJ and I won the 2020 Black Podcast Award Best Comedy Podcast. So I am not the only jokester. You and I are both jokesters because we managed to make the judging committee at the Black Podcast Awards laugh. So we have potential to be jokesters. Absolutely. Wow, I'm so proud of us. Another career path. That is an option. (laughs) Okay. Where can people find more episodes of our best comedy award-winning podcast? If you want to find some more laughs, head to our website at thepilotpodcast.com. And if you need some laughs while you're out and about, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at thepilotpod, and you can send thoughts, feelings, recommendations for shows you'd like us to review, which we do every other week. and your favorite jokes, you jokesters, to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.